Welcome to the New Jersey History Podcast. This is your host, Kyle Whitfield-Banner, and you would have seen my earlier intro, whatever you want to call it, about the time of day and someone ate something in the morning. Whatever, that's fine. Um, I'm using my phone again because I kind of like the quality of it, and I'm testing out the quality of my phone versus the Yeti, the Blue Yeti microphone. If you can tell, tell the difference, let me know. So, past few weeks, I'm looking at, okay, George Washington lost the New York in the fall of 1776. Badly lost. And I, I don't mean lost. I mean, he had his ass handed to him. And his men were slaughtered. And by many accounts, the Hessians... It said they would they would stab them in the back, like as a like like they they did they, they as you were retreating, they they like stab you. The Germans, I mean, two world wars. I don't trust them. Do you? Anyway, um, so Washington's men, surviving men, make it across the Hudson into New Jersey, whether it's via um. White Plains to the north or across the Hudson with him and the fall of Fort Lee, the fall of Fort Washington. And you know he's, he, he sees this kind of like um, growing cloud over his army, like it's just collapsing. So he's traveling southwest and he eventually gets to the Delaware River. He's going to cross into Pennsylvania. The British are in hot pursuit, as they say. And I'm reminded of like Roscoe P. Coltrane in the old uh, Dukes of Hazard TV show, in hot pursuit of the Dukes brothers. So Lord Cornwallis is in hot pursuit of George Washington, but he lets him get away. And he pretty much says, well, they're going to fall apart. Why would we fight men who can barely walk? That's slaughter. That's not even fighting. Just let let the army fall apart. They'll, they'll surrender. Why kill more of our own subjects? Is what Lord Cornwallis is saying. Because remember, the British at this point are like, we are fighting our own people. So Cornwallis does not pursue Washington's army across the Delaware. Well, Washington made his encampment. You know, he did his thing, and, and he's thinking, all right, what am I going to do? And he knows that there's a garrison of Hessians in Trenton across the river from Pennsylvania. And he knows that he needs to have a victory. The American strategy called for, with the Battle of Trenton, three synchronized frontal assaults. In order to stop the arrival of reinforcements from the south, General John Cadwallader would conduct a divisionary assault against the British and Hessians at Bordentown, New Jersey. General James Ewing would cross the river at Trenton Ferry with 700 millersmen, seize the Assapunk Creek Bridge, and blockade the opposing forces' escape. The 2,400 men main assault force would cross the river nine miles north of Trenton and divide into two groups, one under, Gen under General Green and one under General Sullivan 
in preparation for an early morning assault. Got a lot going on there. The plan to attack Trenton was not just hatched one morning out of Washington's mind. He made plans for his generals to prepare to attack even outside of Trenton. I'm looking at uh, Bordentown. Assenpink Creek Bridge. I hate that word, Assenpink. It's like, it doesn't sound right to me. And the main force would attack Trenton divided into two groups. Nathaniel Green and General Sullivan. The idea was that the Americans could then launch later on separate assaults on Princeton and New Brunswick, depending on how the Trenton operation went. Part of that would actually happen. So, Christmas night, all is well, whatever. George Washington is crossing the Delaware into New Jersey from Pennsylvania. Remember, I always say this to my students, He crossed Delaware into Pennsylvania from New Jersey and the British did not pursue him. Now he's crossing back into New Jersey to attack. So the crossing is Christmas night. Christmas night. You might have your traditions and whatever. This year, my nephew got an electric guitar. My stepfather is a a musician and he plays guitar. My nephew, eight years old, got a guitar. I'm sure it's a great tradition from now on. He'll play the guitar. I love it. It's great. People had traditions in the 1700s. Right? But George Washington's men were crossing the cold frozen Delaware River on Christmas night as opposed to being in winter encampment. Let's go back though. Go back to my Christmas episodes. Most Americans did not celebrate Christmas as we know it. So if you went back in time to December 25th, 1776, most Americans would not have been celebrating Christmas the way we do now. So I'm thinking the way we celebrate now, back then, they were crossing to attack. But attack whom? The Hessians. Hessians are what? Animals? Yes. Mercenaries or soldiers for pay? or Yes. As I said at the time, sausage eaters? Yes. 
They're German. They're German. Aside from well-engineered cars and starting world wars, what are Germans known for? Christmas. Remember that tradition of the Christmas tree all that was in the Germanic-speaking countries. Even Queen Victoria married Prince Albert, German, brought the Christmas tree to England and later on to America. So my point is, the Germans, the Hessians, were probably celebrating Christmas. However, contrary to popular belief, they might not have been drunk. It's often said that the Hessians, oh, they were drunk, so the next morning when the, the Americans attacked, they couldn't get their shit together because they were drunk. I don't know about that. Because Hessians were well-trained soldiers. I don't think they would have gotten drunk. They knew the Americans were across the river. Would they have celebrated Christmas? Yes, they were German. And Germans celebrated Christmas. That's why we have it. So, there's that little cultural, I don't know, um, injection of like stuff that we talked about. But Washington wanted to attack at Trenton before dawn. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. That's why this morning when I asked about like the time, like, oh, you know what time it is, whatever, whatever. Um, it was around 8, between 8 and 8.30 that the actual attack began. On the morning of December 26, 1776, General George Washington's Continental Army approached Trenton, New Jersey's outskirts and charged the unwary Hessian garrison manning the city. After months of resounding British winds across New York, Trenton's 1,400 Hessian defenders had overestimated the Patriot danger and were still drowsy from the Christmas celebrations the night before. Again, I don't know about that. I know it's documented, and I know that, that, but I don't think the Hessians would have gotten drunk the night before. I don't know. But you weigh in, you weigh in on that and let me know. Do you think the Hessians were drunk, hungover, if you will, the morning after when the Continental Army attacked? I want to go with no. All right. By 9.30 a.m., 9.30 a.m., Trenton was totally encircled as a result of the Continental's army forces easily overpowering of the German lines. They were not prepared. The Hessians were not prepared for an attack. Underestimation, if that's even a word, whatever, but... Look at the timing. This morning I made that little, oh, hi, it's 8.30, whatever. Because that's around the time, went between 8 and 9, when Washington's armies attacked and encircled Trenton and the Germans, Hessians, didn't know how to respond. They were able to fight, but they couldn't make the lines that they were used to. Think about that, that old continental style of, of, of fighting with lining up and, and so on. 
the Hessians, they could do, but they couldn't because the Americans had already surrounded them by, by 9.30, as sources tell us. Um, my notes are, are, are like all over the place here, but uh, Colonel Johann Rahl was uh, in charge of the, the group there. And uh, he was killed. He was shot and he was killed. If you watch the movie The Crossing, I would really love to do something where, like, if we can't, like, like a watch party where we all, like, my listeners and I watch, like, a certain movie at the same time and then afterwards, like, fangirl about it. It'd be fun. But uh, Jeff Daniels, I think, plays uh, George Washington. The Crossing was made in 2001. And it does a pretty good job of showing how the Hessians were not necessarily drunk um, after celebrating Christmas. They just, they, they were just not ready for the attack. And uh, Colonel Rawl um, uh, underestimated his opponent, George Washington, and Washington's troops. It showed that you showed the movie where the um, where he like takes his time getting ready, you know, but he gets shot. And he's he's killed there, and and you've got like um, even though many Hessians managed to flee, just four Americans died, while almost one thousand Hessians were apprehended. Like around 900 and something, yeah. Washington was forced to leave the town because he lacked sufficient artillery and soldiers as a result of the majority of his army falling, and I'm sorry, failing to cross the Delaware River the day before. The Continental Army's future was significantly affected by the victory, despite the fact that it was modest from a strategic standpoint. So from a strategic standpoint, the Battle of Trenton was not was not anything you write home about. It was a moral victory. A moral victory. Without a huge morale boost, Washington was likely to lose the soldiers under his command and be unable to find new recruits to take their place by January 1st. The enlistments were up. This was why he required a victory before his soldiers' enlistments ended on December 31st. The American populace was convinced that their army was capable of winning because of the tribes of Trenton and Princeton a few days later. Now, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, um, Americans woke up one morning and were like, oh yes, they won at Trenton. We can win this now. No. But I think that among the people or amongst the people who were patriots and who wanted the Americans to succeed or the, the, the Continental Army or the Colonials, looking at Trenton and later Princeton, which I could talk about next week, as being, victor- as being victories, they looked at it like, we can do this. I mean, look at Bunker Hill. Bunker Hill was, some say an American victory because we killed more of them than they killed us, but we ran out of gunpowder and had to retreat, which was actually Breed's Hill. I mean, my point is, Americans at this point, colonials or continentals, what do you want to call them? The people are taking sides and... If a colonial person who is, who, is, who is on the fence 
about um, whether or not to support the war for independence. And they look at Trent and they're like, well, maybe this can actually happen. They can fight. They fought against Hessians, and the Hessians were, were mercenary bastards. They were brutally trained. And I know people who listen to this podcast, from fellow history people, history check, I know you, we, talk, we know Hessians were brutal. They had no direct connection to this country, nor to its people. I'm not suggesting that the British soldier did or didn't. But the British commanders, like Cornwallis, they saw this as a fight between peoples of the same group, like a civil war. You're fighting your own brother. Hessians didn't care. Hessians did not care whom they killed. And I wonder if the brutality of the Hessians in New York contributed to how successful the colonists or the colonials were in Trenton. Because those men who were fighting the, the, the Hessians at Trenton would have been the same men who would have been um, victims of the Hessian atrocities in, in the, New York, the New York battles. So... I'm reminded of that uh, the last scene in that movie, The Crossing, which I really want you to watch, if you can, where um, General Washington's character is confronted by General Mercer's character, Hugh Mercer's character. And um, Mercer says, okay, you know, oh great, we won, la la la, it's great, Let, let's relax. George Washington's like, no, we gotta get back across the river again. We crossed from Pennsylvania into New Jersey at McConkie's Ferry. Now we attacked the Tessians. Great. Now get back across the river. Back into Pennsylvania. And it's like, these men are exhausted. Well, you know what? They got to do it. So. That was my sloppy ass, hot mess version of the Battle of Trenton. Because I'm tired. But you know what? I love it. I love how it, for me, it just makes sense in my head. And I, I hope that I can convey it to my, my listeners. If not, then hopefully you'll let me know. But I just find it amazing that Washington crossed from New York into New Jersey, across New Jersey, into Pennsylvania, back into New Jersey to fight, win a battle, then cross back over to Pennsylvania, and then, I don't know, back over to do Princeton? I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I mean, I I think I sometimes take this podcast... Not too seriously, but I want it to be like perfect. And nothing is ever perfect. I listen to other podcasts, especially. I want a podcast in New Jersey, about New Jersey, and I love it. And they're not perfect. They're very like, go with the flow. 
I think it's wonderful. But I think I want, sometimes want this to be like like a, like a lecture, like in my classroom, like this, 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 this. It can't be. So the reason I'm saying that is because I really do think I want to go now to the Battle of Princeton, but not yet. Um, as we're talking of Princeton, I'm looking it up on my useless iPad. I hate iPads. Um, here we go. This is the one I want. I know that there's a lot to talk about um, if we do Princeton. <sighs> General Mercer, whom, uh, for whom uh, Mercer County is named, uh, died at the Battle of Princeton. And uh, it's a major battle in that it's, well, it's small, but it was another moral victory. But also, I love Princeton because there are still, like, markers at Princeton that the battle took place there. Like, buildings with, like, like battle scars. And also, I kind of don't want to say this yet. Also, if you, if you ever go to the, um, the Nassau Inn, go there and stay there. It's like $900. Man. Take your spending money and go there. Like, your savings, go. Be bougie like me. Go Nassau Inn, spend the night... Go downstairs, the Yankee Doodle Tap Room. Do you know why I'm pausing? Because I know that some of you listeners who are bougie as hell, like me, and go to places, know the Yankee Doodle Tap Room. And you know what's on the wall behind the bar. What is it? Princeton, New Jersey. The Nassau Inn, from this time period, 1700s, basement, the Yankee Doodle Tap Room, what is on the wall behind the bar? A mural painted by Norman Rockwell of Yankee Doodle coming to town riding on the pony. You know the song? Yeah. He painted it there. So go ahead. Look at Look it up. Look it up. My grandfather took me there for the first time. I was in like eighth grade. And he was like, let's go to Princeton. Okay. Took me there. And also, oh, and the booths. The um, the wooden booths, like the, the, the tables, they have like, carvings of students' names from Princeton University. It's like like a KB1898. And they keep them there. I love it. But yeah, I'm off track with that. That's okay. So Battle of Princeton took place uh, on January 3rd, 1777. And um, I think I need to revisit that and see what's going on with that. And then after that, we'll take it into, like go away from the Revolutionary War. So the reason I brought that was because, so Washington, again, he crosses from New York into New Jersey, New Jersey to Pennsylvania, PA, back to New Jersey to fight the Hessians, then back to PA, then back to attack eventually at Princeton. So there's that.
it's rough, you know, you look at this, I mean, I'm looking at how cold it is outside, and uh, <laughs> it's cold, you know. I'm not one of those, I'm not a climate change, um, like, supporter, nor am I like a, like someone who denies it. I mean, stuff happens. And like I've said in, in, in other episodes, like, there was more snow years ago. So, but my point in saying that is, I know how cold it is now. How cold was it in 1776 for these men? Who are wearing, wearing rags? Wearing rags. I don't know. Tell you what, though, I take that CBD now. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, no, not an advertisement. I don't do the one with the THC, not with the, with the marijuana in it, but it makes me focus so much better. And I think I say that because I'm able to look at these time periods that we're talking about and keep it in mind that. It went from this decade to this decade to this century, century, century. And yet, we're still thinking about the same things. Like, for example, travel, transportation, weather, climate. It's freezing outside. I say that to remind myself that if you look at Emanuel Lutz's painting of uh, Washington crossing the Delaware, it's highly inaccurate. Oh, really? There's an inaccurate historical painting? Hmm. Thank God Christian art's all accurate. Just kidding. Because Jesus wasn't white. Um, but Lutz's painting of Washington Gorsley in Delaware, it's not that his goal was not to like make it inaccurate. His goal was to show how cold it was. River, like, clogged with ice, you know, uh, wouldn't have been as bad it was, as it was in the painting, but Washington would have been standing up anyway. Yeah, I think James Madison in that painting, again, there, tucked in there somewhere. Look it up. Emanuel Lutz's Washington Crossing the Delaware. Famous, famous painting. Um, then watch the movie The Crossing. Do it. It's good. So, that's that. I really like these episodes where I'm not like so like structured with like a little outline typed up where I'm just like kind of going with it because if you don't like it, that's fine too. But I'd like you to email me if you have any questions or suggestions because I really want to know, should I go with the Battle of Princeton and like finish up the, the New Jersey thing or should I go into something new? You know, a lot of people were saying they want something more modern. Like I do a lot of colonial stuff. I know. I'm guilty. 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 Not gonna lie. Guilty. I've got to bring it into more like 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 modern, like twentieth century stuff for for a lot of people. Like to like give people the one here. Um, so let's think about that. Maybe wrap up the colonial era with Battle of Princeton. I don't know. See about that uh, for next week. This week in New Jersey history will be up tonight. It's Monday. And 
then I'm also going to be working on my premium content, which it sounds so sassy and so premium, like, oh my God, I'm so premium. Uh, no, what it'll be is it'll be paid content that will be where you'll get like extra stuff and your hard-earned money will go to a New Jersey-based charity. The first one, foremost, will be Rescue Ridge and Colts Neck, New Jersey. So when I'm ready to do my paid content Patreon page or whatever, I'll let you know. And if you're a patron, your money will not go to me. Thank God I don't need the money. I'm blessed. But I have a dog who had two homes before me, and he had to be housed or homed by these wonderful people at Rescue Ridge. So, for example, want to do paid paid content or paid stuff? That will go toward places like that. And I will, of course, give financial disclosures. So I hope you have a blessed Christmas and a wonderful new year coming up. What I think we should do is we should have like a New Year's Eve party. Like, a, like, like I should go, go live on New Year's Eve. You could do that, you know. And if you don't come, you don't come. I don't care. So, think about that. I will be doing, like I said, a, an updated This Week in New Jersey History. And then I'll let you know what's going on in the week. Bye.